Welcome to Tech Med Talks, the only podcast that brings you the stories and the people behind digital transformation in the orthotics and prosthetics market. Hello, I'm your host, Kate Stern, and I'm here today with Arthur Malazuski, founder and managing director of Footwork Podiatric Laboratory in Melbourne, Australia. Great to have you here, Arthur. Great to see you, Kate. So, Arthur, what sort of orthotics do you specialize in? Well, we manufacture orthotics for podiatrists. I am a podiatrist myself from training. Um, 30 years ago, finished um, my podiatry degree at La Trobe University in Melbourne. And as a podiatrist, I started making orthotics myself, for myself, for my own patients in a garage. Um, one of the main reasons being is I could not get what I wanted back in those days from a commercial laboratory. And from there, a couple of my colleagues saw what I was doing and liked what I was doing. And they said, can you make mine? And um, before we knew it, we had, we had a fully-fledged commercial laboratory going. We had to move out of the garage into a factory, and, and um, we moved on from there. And today we are 3D printing, scanning, um, and one of the biggest labs um, in Australia at the moment and, and hopefully in one day in the world. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So I understand you have switched to 3D scanning. Uh, can you tell me a bit more about what you were doing before versus after? Well, that was all uh, as technology gets invented um, and brought into our, our industry. So initially, podiatrists would take plaster casts, and 90% of the podiatrists in our industry would use plaster of Paris and take a plaster mold of a foot. Um, and then that mold would be poured with plaster itself, creating a positive model that would then be shaped to whatever the patient required in order to offload different parts of the foot and support different parts of the foot. And materials such as polypropylene, plastic, carbon fibre, or EVA, which is rubber, uh, would then be moulded onto that uh, positive model um, and then all hand ground by hand. So in the early days, it was very much um, as far as much as an art form more than anything else. Um, with digital technology, um, we were able to utilize 3D scanning, um, and scanning enabled us to be able to receive casts or scans from podiatrists much faster. Um, um, with depending on the type of scans that we used, um, the scans were much more accurate. But as we grew from a locally um, Melbourne-based laboratory and supplying local podiatrists, we started going all over Australia and then global. Scanning allowed us to receive casts from podiatrists um, or scans from podiatrists much faster, pretty much instantaneously, regardless of whether they were two kilometres down a road or, you know, 15,000 kilometres across in the UK. Wow. And about how long have you been using 3D scanning? We started 3D scanning around 2009, 2010. So initially the scanners that were available uh, were sort of big, boxy scanners, very expensive. Um, and, and they were great, producing a good quality scan, a great quality scan, but there were limitations with it where a podiatrist would work in three different locations during the week. So we had one particular podiatrist, and this scanner weighed about 25 kilograms. Um, the scanner would literally live in the, in the boot of his car and because he worked in three different locations yeah. and no one location um, on consecutive days he would literally take the scan out of his car and look, there were problems with, you know, if he knocked it somewhere, miscalibration and so forth. So forth. But 
Um, the problem now, even just moving the scanner between rooms. So if you had a clinic of multiple podiatrists and one podiatrist wanted to use it and somebody else in a different consulting room wanted to use it, it was very difficult because they're all connected to computers, um, hardwired, et cetera. So um, around five, six years ago, we, we noticed um, Structure Scanner developed a scanner and um, we've been looking at it for about a year um, until I, the problem we always had was with the development of the apps. And we found that the Structure Scanner back then, the apps were very rough, very unreliable um, until we, we got onto simply by researching uh, the market, uh, we, we got onto TechMed 3D. Um, yeah. And their app looked um, far better, mu much smoother, much smoother operation and gave us the um, much more uh, precise scan than what we required for our, for our production. Um, we actually did some in-house testing, um, the iPad scanner as opposed to a TechMed tech scanner where we scanned feet ourselves yeah. with both scanners and then compared them and the average difference between the foot at any one point was, uh, I think it was 0.2 of a millimeter. Um, so we thought, you know, uh, we had a, all of a sudden had a scanner that was 10th of the price, even less, maybe 15th of the price, um, much more portable um, that just attached to an iPad. And we had the technology with somebody like TechMed 3D and they were brilliant to work with anything that we wanted to update and some of the modifications were required and in the um, in the app itself to suit our production uh, they were very very good to work with um, and still are and, and they're actually developing some further modifications and updates for us as we speak that's great um, so what did you do exactly to go from what you had before to the 3d scanning method um, it all came together with um, not just scanning technology, but also manufacturing technology. As I mentioned earlier, we um, were doing everything by hand. And in 2008, we decided to invest in software, developed our own software where the positive model would actually be designed on a computer and, and then machined um, out of a, a plaster model itself. So we actually used plaster blocks to be able to machine. Uh, so we no longer had to use plaster by hand. So everything was machined and then we would still back in press. So as the technology evolved, we developed our own software. The scanning came hand in hand because we no longer require, we no longer needed to, uh, the positive models to, to pull and modify by hand and then back and press it. It was all digital, not just from scanning, but also through to manufacturing. Um, and now over the last two years, we've actually shifted from uh, polypropylene and CNC machining, which is called um, removable or uh, technology where the product is actually being machined out of a block of plastic uh, or subtractive technology is um, what I'm trying to think of, um, to 3D printing, which is added additive manufacturing where it's literally using the material that you need for the product itself. So with our production, we've gone from a wastage of around 90 to 95% to totally reverse where our wastage is now less than 5%. And again, 3D scanning allows us to use those models um, uh, to be then put into our software and design the products that we have. That's an incredible reduction in wastage just from this one switch. It is. It, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, our plan is to reduce our carbon footprint and greenhouse effect by 90% um, over the next two or three years. And that's just uh, from being able to use um, different methodology in manufacturing, but as well as then being more careful with uh, the types of materials that we use. 
So even the 3D print material that we use um, is is actually plant-based. So it's an yeah. RMPA11, which is plant-based, as opposed to utilising polypropylene or plastic, which is oil or petrochemical-based. So um, the cleanliness for the planet, for the planet and, and using uh, a resource that is renewable rather than actually um, getting oil out of the ground. Um, so digital technology has allowed us to move um, into that platform much easier. And were there any resources that you used to help you switch to 3D scanning? Um, the the biggest resource is actually com- being able to communicate with the, the people that you're dealing with. And again, uh, people at SecMed have been brilliant when it came to that. I mean, you know, we've had a number of visits uh, from them. They flew over from Canada down to Australia. Um, uh, and face-to-face meeting, and I'm a really strong believer in being able to have a relationship and a close working and personal relationship with the people we rely on the most in our business, whether that be major suppliers or clients. And and um, the people at TechMed3D have been brilliant in that space. That's great to hear. What advice would you give to someone who's wanting to switch to 3D scanning? Um, do your research. Uh, don't don't go for the cheapest product, and by all means, TechMed 3D isn't the cheapest on the market. Um, but just like us, we, we're not the cheapest out there. But you do pay for what you get. Um, you know, it's um, do your research, make sure you know what you want, and make sure you are getting what you want. Um, and and if you're not, keep looking around. Um, you know, we we didn't stumble across TechMed 3D. We we tried a lot of other platforms in the past, and we simply weren't happy with it, and with TechMed 3D, we were. And be open-minded. Um, you know, if you're not getting what you want, make sure that you you speak to the people involved. Um, there may be a reason that there's some sort of miscommunication. Um, and as technology changes, you really need to be open-minded um, that what's happening and keep up to date with it. And again, they've been really brilliant with it. I mean, now we are using a platform such as iOS uh, from iPad from from Apple, so. It, they have to be really on the ball to be able to keep up with the changes that Apple and iOS are making to make sure that there is no miscalibration issues and that their app is always up to date with whatever Apple is putting out. Um, and look, there, there are always you know times where you know our clients are, are struggling with it because they're not updating their apps or the iOS um, refreshments um, and updates. So that's the challenge for us to be able to communicate with our clients. But, you know, TechMed is now putting out videos um, which, which help with that as well, um, which, which really goes a long way in helping us to communicate with our clients how important and critical the updates are and to be able to, you know, keep up to date, make sure that we've got the latest so there is no problems with miscalibrations and, and um, the, the scan's not being quite right. I think that advice applies to so many situations. like know what you want, do your research, and you get what you pay for. It's oh, 100%. 100%. Good to know. Um, and can you tell me a bit more about which of TechMed3D's solutions you're actually using? So we're using the uh, TechMed3D scanning app, um, which is um, comes with what's called MSoft software, which mm-hmm. then allows us to download the scan, uh, clean it up, um, converted to, we actually use STL files in our production. So we use their proprietary MSoft software to convert their files and then align them um, if we have to clean them up, modify them, compare left and right scans, which makes it quite easy to do. Um, 
And again, they're working on a number of projects for us in the background, which will help to automate a lot of the manual things that we are uh, currently doing, which will again uh, improve efficiency and speed in our production. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, and you talked a bit about how much research you did. How did you find out about TechMed 3D? Um, literally, um, Dr. Google, you know, just uh, researching on the internet and see, see what's out there. Um, and um, just came across them as we as we're researching on different apps and the communication from them was pretty straightforward. And, and like I said, they from, from day one when we contacted them, they were really responsive and, and quick, um, which is, is really important to us. So if there, there is an issue, we know that they will respond to us uh, pretty much immediately. Um, you know, the, the podiatrists rely on us to get their orthotics to them on time so the patients can, can actually start wearing them and, and solve whatever issues they have. And if we have a downtime of a day or two, we, we cannot afford that. So a company mm -hmm. like TechMed quite often will, you know, will be making phone calls in the middle of the night from our end to make sure that um, any problems that may pop up are resolved. And there's always going to be problems in business and especially when you're advancing technology, um, there's always going to be hiccups and, 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 um, and issues that pop up. It's, but it's having that understanding with your supplier that you know they're on the on the ball and, and they're available and and whatever issue we have will get resolved is critical for us definitely and you talked a bit about the reduction in wastage can you tell me more about other results you've seen from digitalizing um from digitalizing um it speeds up our production so it mm -hmm. makes it much more efficient um and look being a manufacturer in a country like australia where labor is not the cheapest in the world there are other places in the world where obviously you know in asia and so forth where we can get labor much cheaper and we have competition as we go global um we obviously have competition in those places as well um mm -hmm. so being able to digitize and automate uh, manufacturing as much as possible uh, to make sure that re remove as much as you know uh, labor-intensive processes um, out of our manufacturing and and add that into automation and digitization um, really allows us to be um, you know competitive in the marketplace with the product mm -hmm. that we produce. Um, we aim to be the best at what we do, um, and our aim is to have technology do for us as much as we can, and and then humans just you know process it and make it look pretty. So technology and, and digitization is critical for us to be able to do. Without it, I would not be doing I would not be doing this right now. I'd probably be back in a clinic working because there is no way with the um, cost of labor I would be able to compete um, in on the global market the way we are at the moment. Very interesting. Um, and can you tell me what sort of results you've seen from the TechMed 3D solutions like could you maybe put a number on what that those results have been worth to you well since we started using the um the TechMed scanners or TechMed app with the ipad scanner that made it much more affordable for our podiatrists to use so what we found is that in a period of um, um since we switched to the uh, what made the ipad scanner or the structure scanner available for our clients our podiatrists using the TechMed 3D app, um, you know, we, before we started using it, there was probably about 30% of our podiatrists would be scanning um, with the previous scanners that we had, uh, and mainly because they were really expensive. Like 
we're talking, you know, around $500 for the um, iPad-based scanner plus the iPad, as opposed to, you know, ten to $12,000 for a big bulky scanner. Um, wow. So the price was, you know, one-tenth of it when you add the iPad into it. Um, but the uptake now is that um, close to 95% of our orders are come from scans. So wow. it's, it's made a drastic difference in the last probably three to four years. Um, so, again, that, that meant that, you know, we no longer have to rely on post to get the, um, the cast to us. We, we get mm-hmm. it instantaneously. So wherever the podiatrist is in the world, whether they're in Auckland, New Zealand, or they're in Singapore or London or, or, or you know, Copenhagen, um, we get them straight off, um, which makes it really easy. And all across all those countries, the podiatrists are using the, um, the iPad-based scanner or the TechMed through the app. Hmm. So in before 2009, you would have had none of your orders from scans, and now you have 95% of them? Correct. Yeah, so it took about 10 years uh, mm-hmm. to switch totally. Um, and you know, in that time, even since using um, – since using the the iPad-based scanners and, and TechMed's technology, our business has more than doubled because we've been able wow. to we've been able to um, you know attract podiatrists to use us from much further away because of the uh, the speed of the delivery system. So, you know, we still have to post the orthotics um, out, um, and but whether we send them you know across Australia from from Melbourne to Perth, let's say that might take a day or two. It takes us the same time to send it anywhere else in the world, um, mm-hmm. and, and currently we're actually utilising technology uh, and 3D printing. We are uh, partnering with different labs around the world. We've just partnered up with a, uh, New Zealand's biggest lab where we are printing and designing uh, for a laboratory called Ganley Orthotics in New Zealand, and eventually we'll actually be printing on site in New Zealand. So a podiatrist in New Zealand will scan um, the patient, will design it in Melbourne send that file back to New Zealand and will be printed in New Zealand instantaneously. So all of a sudden we are taking a lot of the international freight costs, which will make us a lot more competitive again. And again, it goes back to uh, being able to create a great scan and that's utilizing technology to be able to produce the product. So that's one exciting thing you have looking forward is opening in New Zealand. Do you have any other plans for the future? Uh, we are in negotiations with with labs um, in the UK and Europe at the moment. Um, mm. So, but with the current COVID nineteen situation, everything's mm-hmm. been put on hold. Um, and look, you know, those people in Europe, UK, currently in North America, especially in the US, are getting smashed. So, our thoughts go out to all of them, and um, hopefully, we all get through this. Um, luckily, in Australia and New Zealand, we've been largely spared um, with the devastation that they've seen in other parts of the world. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe because we are so removed from anybody else and it's a blessing um, and, and what our government's done to be able to help us and, and, and the, the measures they've put in place early. But, um, look, the world's a new place. We, we, there's going to be a different place. And, again, um, utilising technology because we will not be able to travel, you know, just like doing the video with you now. We're running webinars and so forth, so we've got a much better reach, much bigger reach globally to podiatrists. So to be able to communicate with them saying, no, hang on, you know, you've got a scan, so regardless whether you send the scan to a laboratory two kilometres away or 15,000 kilometres away, doesn't matter, we get it at the same time. Um, and again, utilising technology, we can deliver our product to the other side of the world in most cases a lot faster than the local guy scan. And that's only due, uh, you know, thanks to um, great technology that we use. It's 
it's definitely a sad occasion, but it'll be a big adjustment for everyone. It is, it is. And, and like anything, you know, um, I, I think of it that there's, there's a lot of changes that are being made. Um, we've made a lot of changes in our business. And at the end of it, I think we'll come out much stronger than what we would have without it. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, it realigns your thinking. It changes your thinking. You've got to be able to change and adapt and, and make the most of the situation that you can. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, and going back to the beginning, how did you get started in this industry? In this industry? Okay. I, um, at university, oh, university. well, uh, as a high school student, I was always involved in sport and, and um, used to play soccer and did some cross-country running and started cycling. And I always wanted to work with, with um, in sports medicine with athletes and so forth. And I and, um, was looking at doing physiotherapy and then, friend of a family who was a physiotherapist, he goes, look, you know, every physiotherapist wants to work in sports medicine, but um, the reality is most of them work in private practice and fixing with people with bad backs and and and, and so forth. And, um, you know, have a look at podiatry because it was just, it was late 80s. Um, it was just starting to come out with biomechanics and, and assessments and running. And I went and spent some time, visited a number of podiatrists, and I was lucky enough to spend some time uh, with a great sports podiatrist in Melbourne, and he's, um, that really inspired me to, to pursue that. So, um, And I also enjoyed working with my hands, so that manufacturing of orthotics and being able to make my own orthotics um, really appealed to me. Um, during school holidays or university holidays, I'd go to the local hospital in Melbourne who had a podiatry department, had an on-site lab, which was all handmade, and I actually used to make their orthotics for them in my own personal mm. time for free because I wanted to get better at it. Um, that, that's how it all started. So, you know, it's been going on for, geez, 35 years now. Um, it's, um, I tell everyone it's a 35-year overnight success. And mm. with, all, with all the changes that we've made, and this is something I'm probably allowed to boast a little bit, um, take a bit of time out, is um, we actually won Melbourne Business of the Year in, in, in the manufacturing sector last year because of the, all the technological changes and how we revolutionised our manufacturing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, one last question. What do you wish you'd known when you were first starting out? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, surround yourself with others. Surround yourself mm-hmm. and don't take anything on and surround yourself with people that think like you and um, trust them to make the decisions. You know, everybody yeah. starting in business will will um, will tell you that, you know, um, you know, no one can do it like you, you can. Everyone's got the same situation. I'll do it myself. Um, mm-hmm. But being able to rely on other people, take that advice on board and, and allow other people to take some work off you and sort of release that, um, you know, this this stranglehold you've got and think that you've got to do everything yourself. I think once I realise that and, you know, it's, it, just because somebody else does it slightly differently than you will, it doesn't mean it's wrong. They might, they might actually be a better outcome in the end. Um, and then surround yourself with great people and, and make sure you look after them. Um, it's is probably the, the, the greatest thing. You know, we, we've got close enough to 30 staff now um, working with us full-time and we employ um, five podiatrists full-time in our lab. So we actually employ podiatrists because of the thinking that we have behind our products. But we now started to employ engineers. So we've got um, a a design engineer, we've got a software engineer, we've got a 3D print engineer, engineer, all full-time on our staff. So we've gone from laboratory 
technicians to making, and this is again through the advancement of technology and using technology to employing people that are smarter than me who can mm-hmm. implement my ideas and my thoughts and we can actually produce what we can. And over the last two years, that's been probably the greatest shift in our business. That's awesome. Congratulations again. Um, Thank you, Kate. And yeah, that's all my questions for you today. Thank you, Archer. Check back soon for more stories on digital transformation in the orthotics and prosthetics world, right here on TechMed Talks. 